about that, Barry? You're live again. Sure comes around fast, doesn't it? Hard to believe it's been a whole week already. It's been a whole week. Well, we missed last week, didn't we? Because of the storm. Oh, we did miss last yeah. because of the storm. When I hear that little ding, I think that's when it actually starts. Or maybe that's when my reminder tells me that we're live. <laughs> I don't know. Who's up? Who's out there? Somebody I can't tell in little baseball. There's Sarah. Hey, Sarah Carroll's on. I see her. Hey, Sarah. I can't tell who the other ones are, though. I see Sarah, and I see... It could be Connie Tucker. Oh, Patty Forrest is first. Connie Tucker second. Sarah's coming in at third. How are you guys? I should have told because look how tall Jim is compared to Patty right there. <laughs> you can't tell, but he's like a foot and a half taller than her. Wow. How are you guys? <clears throat> Sarah, it's good to see you back on. Patty beat Patty beat her sister. Uh oh. Wow. How about that? You guys know you're the you're the the Lion of Judah's choice. <laughs> right? You guys are the Lion of Judah's choice. You didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose you. So in a way, hey, Debbie and Suzanne, wouldn't you agree that in, in some ways that you're the Lion's choice? The Lion of Judah? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's ironic, Barry. That's yeah. completely free. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But you know what? The reality of it is if you find yourself in Christ then you are the lion's choice. Hi, Grandma Judy. Yes, we're too blessed to be stressed. We are not in Wentzville, Debbie. We are actually we're on close. Highway K, down near 40, not far from the Cracker Barrel. Yeah, there's the hospital. We used to have a Bible study at the Cracker Barrel, remember that? <clears throat> so yeah, we're just sitting here in front of Lion's Choice, and it occurred to me, those that accept Christ, and you're saved, you're born again, uh, you are the lion's choice. That's, that's good, Barry. Smash that share button, Sarah. That's what she says. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the asterisk. And it's funny because Barry and I have both been mispronouncing the asterisk for years. Uh, it's actually, actually asterisk. But I'd like to read the definition of the asterisk. Um, here it is, <clears throat> according to Webster. <laughs> the character, asterisk, thought of as being appended to something, such as athletic accomplishment included in a record book, typically, typically in order to indicate that there is a limiting fact or consideration that makes that thing less important or impressive than it would be otherwise. And I think of uh, actually a kind of a personal hero of ours here in St. Louis, Mark McGuire. And Mark McGuire took a lot of flack because he was on some growth hormones or whatever because at that time it wasn't illegal and it was just a, a real conundrum. So anytime people mention Mark McGuire, even his accomplishments, uh, you know, he hit all those home runs. He was just a stand-up guy. He turned down $11 million and settled for nine just because he was like, if I'm not happy with nine, what makes me think that I'd be happy with 11 and I like where I'm playing? So the guy was a character guy. He did wonders for the game. He was a good guy in the community, but really all he's remembered as, they say he won't go in the Hall of Fame more than likely because there is an asterisk behind his name. 
because uh, rather than the whole body of work at large, they remember, people like to scope in and remember the one thing that he's most famous for besides the home runs, being caught in that whole uh, hormone uh, scandal. But here's the thing. Uh, every one of us have asterisks behind our name, right? Things that you uh, yeah. wish you wouldn't have done, seasons you went through that you weren't at top of your game uh, by either your own uh, your own sin or your own funk or somebody else's funk. That however it works, every one of us have asterisks behind our name. But here's the cool thing: when you said yes to Jesus, all of them were removed. They're gone. There, there are no asterisks uh, behind your name anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all been erased, right? And, but the thing is, uh, the longer that you live this walk, you know, the, the more chances, if you've been a Christian for a while, you know that's not the end of the battle. You're going to continue to struggle, continue to get off path, continue to fail. And you're going to have brothers and sisters and even an unbelieving world that want to put those asterisks behind your name again. Yeah. We're never even though, yeah. you, you, you know, even though uh, we know that we're never going to be able to get it 100% right. And people are continually saying, well, they, they, it, was a, it was a good deal and she was a great gal or he was a great guy. But you remember that? You remember that thing? Well, the funny thing is people remember it, Christ doesn't. You know, uh, we get up, we try the best that we can. When we when we get off track, we confess our sins to, to God and one another, and the blood of Christ cleanses us, the scriptures say, right? But watch this. This is the Apostle Paul, uh, all through the book of Philippians. <clears throat> one of my favorite books, actually, because it's it's about hard times. You know, Paul was in prison writing this letter, and I think we've actually talked about this on Brown Bag before. By the way, Barry, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Two-year anniversary of the Brown Bag and the Pan. How about that? Wow. But here's Paul. If anybody had a reason to, to brag about accomplishments and doing all of these things and he had a great body of work, if anybody had a reason to brag, it would have been Paul. I'm going to pick it up here in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 5. I was circumcised when I was eight years old. Eight days old, I'm sorry. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. So Paul's laying his pedigree out here. If it were able to be right by being uh, following the rules and having a great body of work and coming from the right pedigree, I would certainly, that'd be me, Paul. <clears throat> but he goes on in seven. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, as if we could anyway. <laughs> Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. And ironically, in my book right here, my in the NLT, there's a little asterisk, little asterisk there. So Paul's saying here, he's laying out, you know, I, 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 I'm not even worried about any of that. I'm not even concerned about any of this stuff. That, that It has nothing to do with anything. 
For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now, this is where we get on the asterisk, which I still can't say. It's like saying rural king, Barry. I just have really having a problem saying asterisk, that I've been saying it wrong for all these years. <clears throat> so, after Paul came to Christ... And even after Peter came to Christ, even after Pentecost, Peter got rebuked by Paul because he was uh, he was having a problem separating himself from the Gentiles. You know, he was playing favoritism. So even after uh, Pentecost, even after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter and even Paul got off track. They got boastful. But still, there is no asterisk behind their name. It's gone, right? Don't let people... Uh, even after Christ, even after you've come, don't let put people put an asterisk behind your name. There is no asterisk behind Barry, Brandy. There are some seasons that I wish I would have uh, gone one way or another, but still, there is no record of wrong with Christ. We are uh, His mercies are renewed daily. Right now, watch this. <clears throat> In twelve, Paul says, "I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that that I have already reached perfection." Ain't happening until glory. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. Watch. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I just think it's cool because, and I've always thought of it sometimes in terms of the dumb things I did before Christ or even after Christ, but I think sometimes that application for the scripture could even mean the good things that you're doing. That was yesterday, today is today. Right. You know, so great that you were uh, an amazing uh, missionary to Botswana back 20 years ago, right. but you know what? I'm not focused on, I'm, I'm focused on what we have today and moving forward. And I think sometimes we can get caught up in, in all the anointings and the callings of yesterday and we forget there's a today and there's a tomorrow too. So I hope that speaks to somebody today, but don't let men or women put an asterisk behind your name when Christ paid heavily to remove them all, right? And if you have those haunts in your past like I do, let it compel you on <coughs> to, to further to good works. Let it compel you on to further give Jesus all the glory and all the thank and thank you for rescuing me. If not for the grace of God, I would be there, right? So um, be encouraged, guys. We're not home yet, but one day, yes, one day we're going to be there. It's going to be a wonderful thing, right, Barry? That's why we press on. We press we on. We don't get hung up on day-to-day -day things. We press on. 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of my favorites. We're a new creation. We're not that guy anymore. There is no asterisk. It's gone. Asterisk. I can't even say It's a hard word, Barry. It is a hard word. But we don't have to dwell on the past. The past is the past. And God forgives us of the past, and we, we press on. We move forward. And uh, I was thinking of that guy, Terry, when you said that about dwelling on things you did 20 years ago. Because mm -hmm. he used to always tell stories from the 60s <laughs> about his ministry. and was like, well, what have you done lately? And he would <laughs> say, uh, well, nothing. God's more about today and forward. Press on. So just keep pressing on. I know it gets difficult. Um, 
situations change from day to day or family issues or whatever we're going through. It's hard sometimes, but God's in our favor. He's got our back. All we got to do is just keep marching forward. Just keep going on. If all you can do is hang on, then just hang on. He'll pull you through, and he does every single time. We're not doing this alone. God is with us. So continue to press on. I press on. I press on. Okay, I'm going to flip this around because I love this scripture. Hey, Rich, Rich and Adam just logged on. Hey, guys. Hey guys. <clears throat> they changed their thing there. We're ready for the stuffed French toast, too. <laughs> I'm going to read another scripture real quick and close it with this because I just think it's so good. Found in First Peter chapter 4. God, I know a lot of us uh, are, are going through tough times. And trust me, we know tough times. We all go through tough times, right? And some people are being afflicted with all kinds of different kind of suffering. Maybe it's in your mind. Maybe it's in your body or whatever. Yeah. But watch what Peter says about this. Living for God. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must also arm, your, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. Now, this is a good part. For you, if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. Yeah. How about that? Is that great? Wow. She's delivering supplies to church right now. Oh, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, love you guys. Have a great day. And remember, there are no asterisks. There's none. And share this if you don't mind. Love you guys.